0: welcome everyone to wrestling with the odds here on fightfuloverbook.com i'm jeremy lambert and this for this event we have the great sp3 here jared bailey is off in indiana doing nfl draft combine stuff he's probably thinking he's gonna run into tony Khan there but tony's in uh san francisco this week uh
1: sp3 how you doing buddy I am doing well. I'm glad to be here with you, Jeremy, and I'm on Fightful Overbooked and not talking about anything but wrestling. So this is a, a rarity. Usually when you hear me talking about wrestling on this channel, it's from 1996 and me trying to pain, uh, painstakingly go through Nitro and Raw, which I, th- I thought Nitro got good after the NWO. It doesn't. There's some rough episodes, but here we are talking about wrestling nowadays, so that's cool nitro is very much like uh
0: like kind of like wwe is nowadays like almost smackdown is you got a really good top story and then there's some like kind of good just but like meaningless undercard stuff yeah. like that's sort of what it is and that's how smackdown is it's like hey cool bloodline stuff rules everything else just kind of oh yeah good match sure banger as kids like to say, but otherwise, like, where's the actual meat on this stuff? That's what that's what Nitro was in, in 1996 with the NWA stuff, NWO
1: stuff. And I, I get paid to cover cover that show and uh, try and explain things to Dutch Mantel every Friday. That's that's like, it's it's rough with SmackDown, but I understand what you're talking about. How is
0: Dutch doing? Is he doing? He's well?
1: doing well. He's doing yeah. well. I got I got to reunite us. That was like the first thing I ever did on Sportskeeda's channel was you and Dutch and me. <laughs> Talking about, I think that was like a WrestleMania preview. It was so WrestleMania, 30, yeah, thirty-seven, yeah, thirty-seven. Yeah. Wow, it was two, on, two years, years. ago. Yeah,
0: <laughs> no, it's been a while. It's been a while. All right, everybody, we are here to look at the odds, the betting odds for AEW Revolution. It is kind of like FMC with wrestling talk. The wife has already put out there. She's like, "We, you guys, just need to talk about uh, Perfect Match because we both watched it. You guys got to wait until next Tuesday to hear our takes on Perfect Match." All right, sorry, everybody great, show. great
1: if, show if only they could see the dms to that i said to you and then the dms me and, and ashley we're exchanging those shoot names stuff. the missus the missus the wife the <laughs> <laughs> uh, edit that out it's live for live foul. um we're live foul. oh excuse yeah. me see Cid, since since always forget we're live <laughs> that's, that's right that's right <laughs> Uh,
0: Let's get into it. The odds are courtesy of BetOnline.ag. sb 3 We started a couple last month, I guess. uh, Yeah, February. uh, With the NXT show, we started doing the. We made our bets, and then we lost all of all Jimmy Van's fake money. Uh, We actually did win twenty dollars because we bet on Gallus, and then I think Jarrett and I lost that. Uh, at elimination chamber, I have to pull it up. <laughs> we'll pull it up at the end of the show, but I'm pretty sure we lost that twenty dollars at elimination. Should have had it me very, on.
1: I was perfect for elimination great. chamber.
0: Where are you? Well, that we had some like odd parlays. You'll see it when I pull it up. Uh, we had the parlays that we went with, but yeah, I think I think we got to go back to uh, Money Man Jimmy and, and get some get a fake hundred dollars from him and see if we can't make make some money back. Let's get into AEW Revolution this Sunday, March 5th. Uh, it's San Francisco, and you know what? We're gonna start with the TNT championship match Wardlow at plus 500 against Samoa Joe at minus 1000. Big favorite on Samoa Joe, and I'm not Ow. sure you should be favored that much. I don't know. What do you think, SP3?
1: I, I don't know if this, like, changed between yesterday and today, but I would have thought that Wardlow would be the favorite. I mean, he's he's fighting for, for his hair and for his dad. I mean, I, I would think that he would be the favorite here. This would, this might be an opportunity, though, for people to make some money because I think that, that Wardlow should be the favorite, so the fact that he's not means that we can make some money here. I Wardlow
0: was so hot. Uh when he won the title last time and then completely cooled off. He's acknowledged it, they've always acknowledged it. Joe already has the ROH TV title. So does he need the TNT title? We know Hobbs is the next opponent. Hobbs and I guess Hobbs and Joe makes sense. Wardlow and Hobbs obviously makes a lot of sense. Uh it feels like we're just going to the past here with with these matches. You actually have me questioning. I'm re-looking at the eyes. You have me questioning if, like, did I write this wrong on Wardlow and and in uh Oh, you know what? I actually did. So I did fuck this up. Wardlow is at minus 1,000. Samoa Joe wow. is at plus five hundred. So I screwed that up. Let me remake this graphic here. Uh, all right.
1: We're off to a start here. You gotta go go like move it over, drag it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Drag what? one over the other. Or if you could make one with, with a slash over it. <laughs> slashing prices here we're slashing prices we're going back on stuff um so okay so if if joe that makes more sense yeah that does make that does make a lot more sense but my whole thing is our is Tony Khan about to, you know, wipe the slate clean with this King of Television, which I think is a that's a great gimmick, and I I know Joe he was he was great on commentary during the right. face of the revolution matchup, and it made you miss how great he was on commentary on Monday Night Raw during the pandemic, but. I, are they going to wipe the uh, slate clean? Because I, I did respoilers spoilers I'm not going to give you any spoilers for Ring of Honor. But I think Samoa Joe's challenger at Supercard of Honor is going to beat him. So are they just gonna yeah. wipe the slate clean and Joe loses this first title at Revolution and then he loses at Supercard of Honor and then he's no longer the king of television. He has no television titles. So I'm 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 think that we should make some money here and go with Joe.
0: All right, so you're so it, when Wardlow's plus five hundred, that was a that felt like a pretty easy bet. I think Wardlow yeah is is winning this i like i wish i had those odds at plus 500 for Wardlow. uh we definitely would have made some money see here's why i can talk myself into joe is he just won the title back why i don't like them hot shotting the title so much like it needs to be kind of at a, a stable spot i like joe with the king of television gimmick as well i agree with you that the person he's facing at the roh show is probably going to beat him even though i'm not even sure that person needs that win. Like, I think there's a story to be told of like, he doesn't win that match, but I understand why they would go uh, with him to, to defeat Joe. It seems like it's, they're trying to just hard reset with Wardlow with all of this. And it feels like Wardlow is going to win. I feel confident enough to put like a little something on Joe, just because the odds aren't bad, but I like, Wardlow feels like an easy parlay to with, with somebody else. And we'll get to the, the other odds later on, but Wardlow it feels like he's going to win this and then move on and face Hobbs. And then honestly, I'd have Hobbs beat Wardlow, but I don't foresee that happening. Either.
1: Yeah. That's, that's my whole thing too, is that I really want Hobbs to beat whoever comes out of this matchup. So that's why I, you know, I can talk myself into Wardlow. I can talk myself into Joe. I will say this is one of the more unpredictable matches on this card where you could pretty much go either way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, official prediction. No, take away the odds. Just official prediction for this match.
1: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with my gut. My gut feeling like says Wardlow gets the win. After that, uh, that that was probably his best promo. That sit down interview with uh, Jim yeah. Ross about his father and stuff. So I, I think I'm gonna go with uh, Wardlow. Official prediction.
0: I don't know how you have this man after you cut his hair after he cuts that promo about his dad and then you have him lose this match. Yeah. Dad. I don't know how you do that. I mean, they can. Well, we've seen it in, we've seen it a lot at WWE. Uh, so it's not like they can't do this, but it feels like this is something they should just go ahead with the, the Wardlow victory here. Uh, moving on, our next bout that we're going to talk about, Ricky Starks at minus 300, Chris Jericho at plus 200. I'm double checking to make sure I have these correct this time. I do. These are the correct odds. SP3, what's your take on this match?
1: This is a close one. This is a very close bet. Uh, betting odds in this one. I mean, I can realistically understand why, you know, people would take the bet on Chris Jericho. When has Chris Jericho ever had a feud in AEW where he took back-to-back losses, except for maybe the MJF feud where he took consecutive losses before he won the blow-off of the feud. So uh, it's, it's Jericho wins and the story continues. Or Ricky starts win and we can move Ricky away from the Jericho verse. I'm gonna go with my official prediction and the betting odds prediction here. I, I I'm gonna go with the odds and say Ricky wins.
0: I think there's money to be made on Chris Jericho. I really do. Um I've talked to myself into Chris Jericho winning this match and I like that he's plus two hundred. He's he's technically the underdog.
1: Yeah.
0: I know it. This this graphic says everyone is banned from ringside. They've changed it to where it's just Jericho Appreciation Society. I think we're getting a new member of the Jericho Appreciation Society. I think someone joins the group and who costs you, Ricky this. what do you put money
1: on that that person is?
0: Say I people have kind of said like maybe Action and Shreddy turns that doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know what well, they're doing with Action and Shreddy. Uh, my so this was actually a lamb's bit that I did, but it was a, a bit kind of teased in reality. I think someone like Lance Archer makes sense mm. with the Jericho Appreciation Society. And I say that because like Hager's not there every week, doesn't wrestle a lot. Like, if they could add like another big guy heater to this group who actually is present throughout, Jericho and Jake can work together a little bit to like do some promos. Um, i I think that i think lance archer is like my sort of prediction because they don't need they don't need another young talent they got garcia and guevara they got their two young guys like there who work together and are fine you don't need to add like another young guy because garcia is already kind of lost in in that stuff i feel he's very lost after the brian stuff uh and sammy like sammy's always in like a prominent position but he he's where he's at where he's at uh They got their tag team. I know 2.0 isn't treated like a big deal or anything, but they kind of got their tag team. Again, Hager is their heater, but he's just not present all the time. I think Archer can be a present heater for them. So that's that's why I went kind of Lance
1: Archer. I'm going with Paul White to be the heater because Jericho just got the trademark for Jericho. So I think Paul White knocks out Ricky Starks. And if you if we want to put our money on Chris Jericho here, I think that's the best bet that Paul White becomes a part of the Jericho Appreciation Society.
0: I hope Ricky wins. I'm pulling for Ricky. It makes more sense for Ricky to win, but they love Chris Jericho, man. They do They love Chris Jericho, and I'm sure this feud will continue because of it. And for some reason because they love doing that shit, too.
1: I swear, I swear, there's there's probably, like, an inside bet that we don't know about between Chris Jericho and Edge or interpromotional rivalry of whose feuds can last the longest.
0: Oh, Edge has got a beat by – people think this Ricky Starks feud has lasted a while. Like, they had their first match January 4th. Like, the first, like, promo yeah. stuff was in, like, December.
1: So it yeah. hasn't been –
0: Super, super
1: long. Even this the the, the, power, the Jericho Appreciation Society Blackpool Combat Club feud lasted yeah, less. Uh, lasted lasted less. Uh, it lasted. Uh, it didn't even last longer than this Edge and Judgment Day feud.
0: Oh, that feud sucks. They need to just move away from that as quick as possible. I feel bad for. Feel bad for Finn Balor. Uh, all right. So your official prediction is is Ricky Starks. All odds aside, and Definitely. mine is Chris Jericho. All odds aside, I think Jericho, even with, I like him as a bet, and I like him even more as a bet because I'm actually very sold he's going to win on this match. Uh, let's move on. The next matchup, the Texas death match between Hangman Adam Page and John Moxley. Hangman at a minus 700 favorite, uh, and John Moxley at a plus 400 underdog. Who are you thinking in this match, SB3?
1: My mind has always been that Hangman Adam Page needs to win this one. But my Agreed. god, did John Moxley add to his greatest promos of all time list with that pro that bloody face? A uh, closed eye promo blood dripping on the stairs promo that he did on AEW Dynamite that was incredible and that sown me on if, if I want to make some money here I'll put a little money down on Moxley I might I might split split my bets here and put a little money down on Moxley put a little more on Hangman here because it does make sense this is the fourth match they're now currently two and one but this is really like the rubber match, because the first match ended pre you know prematurely. So they're really one and one here. But I think that hangman needs the victory more. But like I said, that Moxley promo makes me want to put at least a little money down on him just in case.
0: I think Hangman is going to win and I think that Moxley will finally, finally, finally get his friggin' vacation
1: out of oh, this. No. He ain't um, never taking a vacation. No, he is like, he is never. not saying it's going to be a long vacation, but give the man just, a, you know, a couple of weeks off. Nope. His, his wife now works with the company. He was like, that whole vacation talk was when his wife wasn't working here. <laughs> and now he's like, no, I'm not taking any vacation.
0: Uh, I think Hangman is winning. I think he needs it a little bit more than Moxley. They always protect Moxley. Uh, this is another way to protect him without like taking a a pinfall loss and said, you know, it's somehow more acceptable to be incapacitated for 10 seconds than to be incapacitated for three seconds. Um, I don't know why that is. Like you've you've, got the shit kicked out of you more. You were down longer for 10 seconds than you were for three seconds. But for some reason, it's like, oh, this protects Moxley. Like, I guess Uh, (laughs) I I think Hangman, I think Hangman wins this. Though we seen Moxley lose a Texas Death Match too, we lost one to Lance Archer. Like he can lose he did
1: a, he can he lose did. one to Hangman Page. Bro. This is true, and then if you if you're going by you know he beat him in a Texas Death Match, uh, Archer beat him for the IWGP US title, and then Hangman beat Archer in a Texas Death Match for the AEW World Championship. So Hangman should beat by those by the you know MMA he, math. Yeah, yeah, a bit math. Uh, that equation says that Hangman should win here. Yeah, like I said, I think Hangman. You know, all all odds aside, I think Hangman should win this matchup because he's the type of guy I would like to see go up against MJF and get reheated up after they cooled him down after his world title ring.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Hangman makes a lot of sense for the next challenger for. Unfortunately, MJF is probably going to win. We'll talk about that here in a second. Uh, but he makes a lot of sense for the next challenger, and he can't be the next challenger if he loses this match. Or I guess he can. Adam Cole was the challenger for Hangman after he lost the Lights Out match to Orange this Cassidy, so who cares? Because it wasn't an official loss. Make up the rules as they go.
1: Hey, same thing with Dr. Britt Baker. Britt Baker got a shot at the woman's title after she lost to Thunder Rosa.
0: Right, right. Like whatever. It wasn't official. his was lights out. It doesn't count on the record. This he's not getting pinned. He's not actually getting pinned. He just got beat up, so he's down for ten seconds. It happens. There you right? go. There you go. Makes sense. Speaking of the women's title, the AEW Women's Championship, Jamie Hader, big favorite at minus twelve fifty. Ruby Soho at plus four hundred. Soraya at plus. 500 definitely feels like it's jamie haters match to lose and it feels like it's probably too early to take that belt off of jamie
1: yeah, people think it's too early For MJF to lose the title Then it's definitely too early For Jamie Hayter Who has really knocked it Out of the park so far In her AEW Women's World Championship reign I love the matchup Where she won the title Against Tony Storm at Full Gear I loved even more Her match with Hikaru Shida At the Holiday Bash in December I, I loved her match with Emi Sakura on Rampage And I think that this match Is going to overachieve as well I know there's been a lot of heat on Soraya, and I have not been too high on her matches since her return, but I think this is going to be probably her the her best chance to have a good-to-great matchup here. Ruby Soho has been on fire with a winning streak since her return, and I think she's going to, you know, her and Jamie Hater will have good chemistry with one another, but definitely, I mean, we're probably not going to make too much money on here, but we could make a parlay maybe with this and the Warlow bet for Jamie Hater.
0: I think jamie hater is gonna win i think she should win uh i'm with you Soraya's return been very lukewarm on that not only just like the match quality but just the stuff she's doing with the nwo light with uh tony storm uh i think jamie and ruby should take the bulk of this match i wouldn't mind a ruby soho victory in that you know she she's on the the, the split side right now right you got the yeah. outcast against the originals or the outsiders against the originals ruby's kind of in the middle she only cares about the title i could see her just like getting a victory in that like jamie and saraya are so worried about each other and so worried about their outsiders versus originals feud that ruby's just like all i give a shit about is this title so i'm just gonna take this and y'all do y'all's thing now i'm the champion so i could see ruby potentially winning in that kind
1: I could definitely see that. I see that as a reasonable option to do and I agree with you with the whole Saraya and Tony Tony Storm like they they wanted to come across like NWO but it's coming off like a blend of NWO meets the Bella Twins. And, like, <laughs> they really haven't found the, the in-between where they need to be, but it very much just comes off like a, a light version of NWO meets Bella Twins, and it's not coming off the best. And I was very high on the the idea of the storyline, especially with the promo that Soraya did where she kind of, like, rejected Hikaru Shida and picked Tony Storm over her. I was high on the, on the rivalry then, but since then it just hasn't really I, yeah, it just hasn't connected too much. But Jamie Hater, like I said, is cooking as AEW Women's World Champion. I think you keep the title on her.
0: Yeah, I, I think Jamie should win this match. Uh, but if you are looking for just a small little something to, you know, get get some value since Hater is such a big favorite, Ruby Soho would be my pick there. Yeah the trios championships pretty close odds on this one the elite at minus 210 house of black at plus 160 what are you thinking for this one SP 3
1: this is like probably out of all the build-ups for a revolution this is the one i'm most disappointed in because i literally called this being the match for a revolution Like after like game five of the best of seven series, I was like, I think that was around the time where house of black made their return. And I was like, okay, you do house of black versus the winners of this best of seven tournament. Like you immediately, you have the elite win the seventh game and then house of black immediately attacks them afterwards. And I was just looking at my clock since January 11th, like, when are they going to get this started? Because, like, I, I know this is probably the direction they're going. And then they decided to do all the build-up, mostly on Rampage, or mostly, like, little flickers during Elite promos. And, yeah, and then we had the segment, you know, on Dynamite last night, which would have been great, like, three weeks ago. But on the go-home show, it just felt like, eh. So I'm hoping that this is the start of a rivalry here. So I'll take the the elite, even though you know they are the favorite. But I think this is one where we could split the split our bet and put some money on House of Black because a win for them would really you know create more interest in their in their whole buildup. But like I said, I'm hoping that this is the start of a rivalry, and then eventually House of Black could win, but not here.
0: I got. I got not much use for House of Black, if I'm being honest. Love them as wrestlers, all great wrestlers. The stuff they do, their vignettes, I just, it's not for me. And this this feud, I said it on the spotlight today, it's going to be a great match. Like, the last time I have a memory of House of Black was him losing to Sting, Darby, and Miro, who are nowhere to be found on this card. I understand they won some matches on Dark. I understand they they beat... uh. They beat the factory and stuff. I can't recall them winning any other important matches. They certainly haven't beaten like a top trios team. It's just, hey, we're just going after these titles. Now, the lights off, attack, lights on, their lore promos of talking in riddles, Malachi's eye that's gone like nowhere, just like none of it is for me. Absolutely none of it is for me going to be a great match please 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 i can't just preface that enough the match is going to be great i'm going to act at the end of it i'm like oh yeah that was you know four and a half stars whatever but like yes. the feud the feud hasn't been there for me the story hasn't been there for me it's just okay cool we're gonna have a great match i in, in today's professional wrestling you can see a great match literally every single day it, that you want to watch wrestling because there's just great match after great matches understand there's levels higher than others but yeah house of black stuff not for me gonna be a great match uh i think the elite i think i think it's too early to take the titles off of them but i could see house of black winning and then uh you know jensen said it on our show today is like where do they go if they don't win this match it it feels like they kind of need the titles right now because otherwise they're just okay they're another trios team that just does lore stuff and like eh, that's not super appealing they said that if they have the titles they're they're in the mix somewhere and they have a, a reason for almost existing out there because if they i do worry about them if they lose this match like i don't know where they go if, if they lose this match unless they do a rematch but there's other trios they could feud with do they they've done like the death triangle stuff like i, I just don't know where they go if they if they end up losing this match
1: yeah, I, I could see the Elite kind of squeaking by and then maybe even House of Black attacking them after the match to keep the feud going. Because it is, it is kind of a, a damn shame if we get Elite versus House of Black and we never get Kenny Omega versus Australian Kenny Omega. Like, we at least... <laughs> Better
0: that's what I'm, they call him.
1: No, 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 Australian. Australian Omega. He just spams all of Omega and Obushi's <laughs> moves. He's the Australian golden lover. Uh, like It would be a shame if we never got that. I would love to see even a singles match with Nick Jackson versus Malachi. Give me that. Give me that. If you're going to give me an elite and House of Black. And, and this, is, uh, this is the shortest turnaround that we have to another pay-per-view. Because after Revolution, well, besides Double or Nothing 2, forbidden door but usually the the shortest turnaround between you know pay-per-views is revolution to double or nothing so i could see them you know maybe have a a filling trio in between and then having a rematch between these two teams you know the elite love their stipulations having a false count anywhere or or anarchy in the arena with these two teams at double or nothing anarchy in the arena too oh i've, I've already booked it there you go There you go, Tony. I already booked it for you. Give me anarchy in the arena with the elite and, and house of black at double or nothing. And that's where house of black win the trios titles, but I want this to be the start of the feud, not the, not the whole like end of it. So I think the elite need to win for now, but, I I like the House of Black. I like the the, the parts. I think they've always delivered when it came to their trios matches. But, yeah, I do agree that the the promos, it can wear a little bit thin. But I like Malakai as a leader of a group. I think they should do more with them because they came back and it looked like they were already, you know, had their sights set on the elite but it was way too vague and then we didn't get anything and they wasted their time with Eddie and Ortiz. They 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 honey or uh Eddie, Eddie Kingston made them believe made Eddie believe that he had a house with the House of Black and then they said no no. No, we just wanted to prove that people were evil. Uh, <laughs> that was great. That was great for me, but I want more of this. Between these two teams. So I already made the booking for you, Tony. You can, you can thank me on the media call today that house of black elite to anarchy in the arena at double or nothing, but elite
0: house, house of black doesn't feel like an anarchy in the arena team at all. Like they just turn the light. Why wouldn't they just turn the lights down for the whole thing? And then they just,
1: they got to come out. They have to come out. Julia can stay backstage. No, Julia has to come out because she's got to. She's got to be. She's got to be the buffer for for Brandon Cutler and Michael Nakazawa. She's got to deal with she all. She can them. control gotta, the lights. She's and gonna then they sit, just beat she, them up she, in the dark. She's going to poison, uh, you know, Brandon Cutler and Michael Nakazawa with her mist. So she has to be, you know, the facilitator for that on the outside. They can't, she can't allow Brandon Cutler to just film stuff for BTE. She has to take over because she was a great camera woman that one time when they beat up Brandy Cutler.
0: No, she can, she can just stay backstage, turn the lights down. Her guys win and then they win. I don't like anarchy in the arena for these two. I don't like it. Yes.
1: Give, not, me Give, me no. Give me that. Give
0: me that. Give me that. they can do cinematic stuff where they're
1: spitting blood. And- oh, stadium stampede between these two teams? Absolutely. Cause I me up for that too. Don't like it.
0: I think I, I think the elite win this match. Uh, there's there's good value on House of Black though because it feels like they need it more than the elite. I will go with yeah. the elite though.
1: I do agree with that.
0: You know what, one of these teams could do if they lose, and that's go to the tag team division. Sorry, we don't have the. <laughs> Does the tag team division graph- need it? Updated graphic here. There wasn't a clean graphic with Orange Cassidy and Danhausen, but those odds are for Orange Cassidy and Danhausen. I can confirm that. Uh, so it's not for just unknown team is at plus 800. So Orange Cassidy and Danhausen are at plus 800. The acclaimed at plus 250. Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal at plus 450. And then the Guns, still the betting favorite
1: at minus 250, SB3. Oh, man. What happened to the tag team division? What happened? To the... do, you, do you realize the history of the tag team division at Revolution? Like, at Revolution three years ago, we had the greatest tag team match of all time, in my opinion, of the Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega versus the Young Bucks. The year after, we had a hell of a match. Arguably the best match on the 2021 card was Young Bucks versus MJF in Chris Jericho. Last year, we had a great three-way match with Jurassic Express versus Red Dragon versus the Young Bucks. So so what I'm trying to say is they should have probably put the Young Bucks in this match because they are usually the reason why Revolution has great tag team matches for the AEW World Tag Team titles. I mean... Huh. I only care about one of these teams, which is the Acclaimed. I feel bad that, uh, you know, Tony decided to, to go for heat with the Guns, beating them a couple of weeks ago. And I feel like the quality of AEW television has fallen off since the Guns won the AEW World Tag Team titles. But unfortunately, I think they're going to win here, Betting betting odds aside. But if we want to make some money, I would put that money on the Acclaimed.
0: I hope Tony just writes this wrong immediately and is like, all right, you know what? Guns ain't working. Let's just go right back to the Acclaim. But because the Acclaim don't have to be involved in the pinfall, I think we are actually getting a rematch between the guns and the acclaimed. I don't know why the acclaimed didn't just use their uh, rematch on a two on two instead of like, yeah, we want into this four way match. I was like, have-
1: <laughs> what a dumb baby face decision. That was yeah.
0: <laughs> very stupid. But I think the guns might end up pinning, like, Dan Housen. Like, that's legitimately what I see here is, like, the guns pin Dan Housen, and that's how they win. The Acclaim, good money on them. Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. I'm not mad if you bet some money on them because Tony Khan loves him some Jay Lethal, man. Just absolutely loves him some Jay Lethal. At plus 450, Jeff Jarrett is, like, here you go almost a lifetime achievement tag team award tag team title award here i could see it i i could really see Jarrett and lethal winning this match
1: i like my whole thing is if the guns were if you were really good wanted to take the titles off of the acclaimed man you would have got nuclear heat did you remember the heat that jeff Jarrett and jay lethal got when they did the dusty finish in seattle yeah that was that's the type of reaction you want for the acclaim losing the titles if you were going to take the titles off the acclaim it should have been triple j or as i like to call them team tna that <laughs> that beat them for the titles because they would have got the heat for it it just uh, yeah it's baffling that they didn't make that decision and they decided to go with the guns here uh, i i would only think the guns have these titles because tony has some type of agreement laid out with ftr because it seems like that's the only reason to have the guns with these titles is to pay off the whole FTR feud and have them come back and beat them for it. So maybe it's not at this pay-per-view. Maybe it's, you know, on an episode of Dynamite, maybe the Dynamite following uh revolution. I know there was a report today from uh, Worked Wrestling, which isn't, you know, I take everything with a grain of salt until they build up a reputation, but they did get the whole Trish Stratus thing right. So I'll, I'll give them a little bit of, you know, mention them here. That FTR may come back, beat the guns for the title. So that's my hope. But I, I think that it's either gonna be the guns or the acclaimed here. I love Orange Cassidy and Dan Housen, and I think that they are actually gonna make this a fun matchup because Orange Cassidy uh has been like the low-key workhorse MVP for AEW over the last couple of weeks. And sure. you had to get him on the card in some way. I much rather had it been because they were already feeding with with Team TNA, give you should have gave me Orange Cassidy versus Jeff Jarrett for the All-Atlantic title. I think we would all be so... We would enjoy that so much, and we wouldn't be able to admit it on any social media, but we would enjoy that. Jeff Jarrett versus Orange Cassidy for the All-Atlantic championship. Imagine Orange giving him the lazy kicks, and Jarrett tries to hit him with the guitar. It's just great stuff all around. That would have been great, but... I think that they are going to probably be the MVPs of this match. Honestly, Orangehausen. But like I said, uh, all bet- betting betting uh, you know odds aside, I got the guns in this one. But like I said, if you do want to think about the bets and the numbers here, the acclaim is seems like the safest out of the challengers.
0: What if they they put the belts on Orange Cassidy?
1: I, I would not mind. I'm not. I'm, I'm being honest here. They, they, they are merch movers. They are rating straws. It's, it's not a mistake that Tony Khan keeps opening the show of Dynamite. Like whenever I hear the Dynamite thing, I are a theme. I automatically think of Jane now because that has become his thing to do. Is DinoByte theme? Uh, Justin Roberts in the ring, and then we hear Jane. That's that seems to be a theme as of late, and I would not mind it at all if he was a, the uh, double champion here.
0: Two belts freshly squeezed, like I, I people would hate it because people just don't like Dan Housen. Uh and he, look, he's a he's a comedy type wrestler, so I kind of get that, but whatever. It, the, Orange Cassidy rules. It's better than the guns. I, I agree with you that it feels like the guns are just holding those titles until FTR comes back, and maybe they beat FTR. Maybe FTR comes back so they can uh, job out and say say goodbye, and they head elsewhere. Maybe that's what it is. But it does feel like they are holding those titles until FTR comes back in some capacity.
1: I think any WWE fan that is holding out hope for a revival return needs to you know send hate mail to Russell votes for that tweet yesterday saying that Visic man uh, made a match for Wrestlemania because uh, from everything Dex has said, any any type of hint of Vince being around or having any type of control of creative is going to make him think twice about making that move.
0: I, I'm with you. I think they're sticking with AEW, by the way. I have no insight as to what what is happening. People thought they were going to come back last night in the, the Battle Royal. Yeah. And then- they were very disappointed when, I guess, the butcher and the blade were like technically the last team
1: to that enter didn't that make thing. Any sense? And I thought like the, the the promo that was a couple weeks ago on Rampage, following Darby losing the TNT title, was teasing that Sting and Darby, who are undefeated yeah. as a tag team, that would have made more sense as the Joker's here. Oh, but, I've
0: I've said for a while now that Sting and Darby should win these titles. I've I've been on that train that Sting and Darby should should win these titles. At some point, they should beat the guns. I don't care how you get it done, but they they should they should win these titles.
1: Yeah, if, if you don't have FTR come back, then I I'd totally be down for Sting and Darby getting a run for the tag team title because they've been undefeated for two years, two years, ladies and gentlemen. Two years they've been a tag team, and they've never been beaten, but never got a shot at the AEW World Tag Team titles.
0: Wins and losses don't matter. No matter what <laughs> they try to tell you, they really don't matter. Our main events of the evening, these odds are very disappointing. MJF minus 5,000, Brian Danielson oh my God. plus 900 in the AEW World title, 60-minute Iron Man match. MJF is going to win this match. Okay, he just – he is – I've accepted that. Everyone else should accept that. Doesn't mean I have to like it. Just like I didn't like Roman Reigns winning against Sami Zayn. I understand that the the odds were in Reigns' favor. I understand the story. I don't care. Quit being cowards with your booking, everybody. Put the belt on the people who actually deserve it. And Brian Danielson deserves it.
1: I I mean, after that promo last night, that promo got me fired up. It had, me, it had me being Jeremy Lambert on Twitter and being like, <laughs> Brian Danielson is the GOAT. Debate with yourself. I, I made that tweet because I was I just that. like, oh, my God. He said the line. He said the line. For, for Brian Danielson marks because I am a Brian Danielson marks. I'll never be ashamed to say that because I sat in the Hammerstein ballroom with a couple of hundred of New Yorkers seeing this man back in like 06. 07, And right then and there, I was like, man, wrestling gave birth to this child, and this child grew up to become the American Dragon. He is professional wrestling, and he's always been good on the mic. That's why I never understood the Brian Danielson can't cut a promo. Because I will, I'm about, I'm about to tweet it out today, later today. The, I don't know if you ever heard it, Jeremy, but back in 06, when he was injured before his match with Kenta at Glory by Honor 06. One of the greatest promos I ever heard is uh pain is temporary, but pride is forever. That promo that he cut in Ring of Honor back in 06. That's what I was like, oh, this man could cut co- great promos too. He's the goat. He's the goat. I'm I'm convinced. So I wouldn't mind. I, I this is one where I'm going against my better judgment, and I'm saying we put we put it all on Brian Danielson and cash out.
0: I mean, I, look. I think we should put it on Brian Danielson because we're gonna lose all our money if that's what we end up doing. Because MJF is going to win this match. Uh, he should win, though. I'm with you. Uh, everything. like, I've said it a million every time Brian Danielson comes to the ring. I tweet. Imagine thinking Brian Danielson ain't the fucking goat. It's, he's the best in ring wrestler. Anybody, yeah, who said oh this man can't cut a promo has never actually listened to him cut a promo because there's there's many flavors of promos right there's the mjf flavors like oh this guy's great because he yells and has the inflection and he gets people mad with the low-hanging fruit and stuff and look mjf's a good promo i find some of his stuff very hit and miss though brian danielson just cuts real promos and he that's what he's always been able to do but his wrestling was so good that he just never got the credit he deserved as a promo in ring of honor and uh, he had to he had the uh Stand up next to like the CM Punk's in Ring of Honor, and Punk was—he's a better promo than Brian Danielson. That's just kind of—I like, oh, don't yeah. think that's a take to say that CM Punk is the better promo than Brian Danielson. This does not mean Brian Danielson is a bad promo. He's been cutting great promos for his entire career, and his promo last night was fantastic. I wish the crowd was not as pro MJF as they were, because had they been just hotter for Danielson, like that promo would have just destroyed that. I said it. I thought his promo, the material overall was better than Punk's promo leading into All Out. Punk just happened to be in Chicago where they were going to cheer no matter what he yes. said. Like that crowd was, they they were just pro MJF and MJF is, you know, he's he's a little divisive with, with his reactions. Some crowds are just going to completely hate him. And other crowds are going to be a little bit more mixed and that crowd in California, they were a little bit more mixed and they were just a little bit more on MJF's side. But that takes nothing away. And you know what? Maybe that does take away from Danielson's promo of like, well, he couldn't. Why isn't the crowd on his side when he's supposed to be the babyface going into this match? I think that's sort of take a look at the booking of this match then and how they've told this story. If you can't fully turn the crowd into a heel to heel on MJF, I think that's that's an issue overall with with some of this stuff. Brian Danielson should win. MJF is going to win
1: and they and they reacted big to him saying the lie so he did, the, yeah, yeah. That, that got a big reaction. It. Yeah, that got a big reaction because even even with them uh, with the faulty mixing to to try to avoid uh, getting that on air, they were loud yeah. as hell, and you saw them get up off their feet when he said the line. So I, I was I, I agree with you that they could have been more into it, but I would say out of all the buildups for Revolution, this has definitely been the best. This has had a beginning, a middle, and an end, which I can't say for a lot of these feuds on the show that that has had happened a coherent I think the only one close is the Texas death match but then that was kind of confusing because hangman said he was mad at Moxley because he forgot his kid then he said he wasn't mad because he he felt like Moxley insulted him yeah I can't remember what he said then, then, then Moxley Moxley didn't want to fight him even though he's an animal and my <laughs> hangman has to fight him and it was all yeah that was very confusing music too but this has been a very coherent put together storyline and regardless of what you think about mjf MJF nine times out of 10 for I think like most AEW pay-per-views in the past two, three years, he's had the best buildup for most of those pay-per-views. Whether you go back to Double or Nothing last year with him and Warlow, uh, whether you go back to, you know, Punk, Punking him last year at Revolution, uh, him and Darby had a great buildup to their matchup back at Full Gear in 2021. And even the Chris Jericho that went on a little too long, but that was still a good build-up until their uh, blow-off match, so I, I think that MJF has some has his fingerprints on why he always has the, uh, the best build-up for these shows, and this is definitely the best build-up of any matchup on the card, but I think you're right. MJF, all betting odds aside, I think MJF is going to win, but I don't bet sometimes with my head. Sometimes I bet with my heart. I'm all about chasing dreams, and my dream right now is for Ryan Danielson, the GOAT, to be the AEW World Champion. Well, betting
0: with our heart instead of our heads is why we have zero dollars (laughs) left. As I hey, I'm you 20.
1: I'm aging 20 with ben we won 20. Thing.
0: You see, you see what Jared Bailey and I did. We tried to parlay Asuka and Austin Theory, that worked, but then we threw in Brock Lesnar and he loses by DQ. And then we tried to almost mitigate that of like, oh, let's go Bobby Lashley. I was high on Balor and Rhea winning. That
1: was completely. I could have told, told you that. I could have told you that.
0: I mean, look, Jarrett was 100 in on uh, Edge and on edge and beth phoenix and i got the reasoning why i was i'll I'll be honest with the sp3 i was trying to think that triple h actually was trying to make sense of things like hey maybe maybe rhea ripley should get a big win before her wrestlemania match and she could beat beth phoenix and go on and use that going on to wrestlemania but no of course not. He does the easy trope of uh, oh Edge and Beth win, and now we'll just continue this feud more on. And I got screwed over by Brock Lesnar just going into business for himself and be like, this 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 uh, Uncle Howdy shit don't work for me, brother. Because otherwise, we would have had Oscar Austin theory Brock Lesnar win. That would have hit, but Brock was like, nah, I ain't doing that goofy shit.
1: I want to thank two people right now. First, I want to thank your you, you know your colleague, uh Sean Ross Sapp for that report from Fightful Select because I was I literally said the day after Elimination Chamber on the True Hill He Elimination Chamber review. I literally was just making the joke, but it found out being correct that Brock Lesnar found out that the winner of his matchup with Bobby Lashley was gonna face Bray Wyatt. So he decided to kick him in the dick and just call it a day. Call it a day. You can have the win, but I'm still gonna beat the crap out of you after a match. So he kicked him in the dick, said, no, I'm not dealing with the fun out stuff. I'm good with that. And I also want to thank Vince McMahon for making Brock Lesnar versus Old Boss because I so much enjoyed tweeting about you call him Triple H I call him Flawed Paul and all the booking mistakes he has made. This my people telling me oh he's this great savior oh he cares about women's wrestling and now both women's matches for Wrestlemania have had absolutely no build up paper thin stories and <laughs> Damage L. I don't even call them control anymore just call them Damage L. Uh, like I, I was I feel so vindicated this week from the the Fiverr report to Paul Flawed Paul's booking. I feel so good about that, but. I am not saying, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to make this clear. I'm not saying that Tony Cod is a very good booker himself, because, like I said, ever since the guns won the eight, AE- AEW is riding high. We went like seven weeks of great programming, great wrestling matches. And ever since the guns beat the acclaim, it's been like <laughs> we got we got picked up a little bit, but even yesterday was so topsy turvy. I had stuff I loved on that show last night, like the Moxley promo, Brian Danielson promo christian's promo oh we didn't even get that christian i don't know if that's official yet but christian i don't uh, think that's
0: official i haven't seen like a graphic or anything for that i don't think that's they got they already got enough matches for this show and one match is going to be an hour long like i don't know how they're gonna i know they're at they're gonna add stuff to the pre-show i would imagine but i don't know if that's officially official it's not official as of right now there's been no graphic i'm sure tony khan in three hours will be like yes jungle (laughs) boy and christian cage is official
1: you know, there's gonna be a question, and then you'll you'll see the social media post of yes, Jungle Boy and uh, Christian Cage are it's official. It's a it's a a, a graveyard fight. It's a great. It's not fight.
0: even it's not even gonna be a question. Tony's just gonna run down the entire card and be like. We had a tremendous lineup. This is the best AEW revolution we've ever had. It's going to be topped by MJF, who's been a great world champion for us, against Brian Danielson, who many people consider to be the best wrestler in the world. It's going to be a 60-minute Ironman match. You're guaranteed 60 minutes of action in this match. MJF, he's not always pleasant to work with, but he's a great wrestler. Brian Danielson, the greatest wrestler in the world. This is going to be a great main event. We've had a tremendous build for this main event that started, this, this build for this started, after MJF won the title, and he despicably turned on William Regal when William Regal helped him. William Regal, the mentor of Brian Danielson, Brian Danielson is not happy about this, and then he's gonna recap all of the stuff that's happened in between all of this.
1: No, I'm terrible. laughing because you're so right. You're so right. You that, know that's every coming. single time with him. That, that is verbatim. Time. That is verbatim what he's gonna say. I could see Hook versus Stokely. Getting added to the buy-in,
0: yeah, yeah, that's like a good buy-in
1: shot. I, yeah. I can also uh, there's there was one other match that I think they've been building to that they'll probably add to like the the buy-in and whatnot. But yeah, that that's the one match I think I know for sure that they might add to the buy-in is Hook versus uh, Stokely, so or or uh, Britt Baker versus Tony Storm because that they kind of were building that on it Dynamite does as feel-
0: well. It does feel they need another women's match. Here. Yeah. Like, yeah, it does, it does feel like we need a, another women's match. I mean, they have Swerve and Parker against Keith Lee and Dustin on Rampage. I could see Swerve and Keith on the buy-in, but that feels like it deserves a bigger spot than the buy-in. I I, don't I
1: agree. I think, they, I think they're I think they going to go a little bit longer. The, the, maybe we have, like, the Mogo affiliates take out Dustin tonight, and then we'll have uh, the return of uh, Tattoo Face Trent. Trench are uh, and uh, then we could have keith try to go through mogul affiliates before he versus swerve one on one at double nothing.
0: Uh, people are saying that Jade match, uh, Jade Jade against Riho
1: I mean, I wouldn't mind that after you know, that win for Rio. Oh, I love that, Rio, that makes sense.
0: I'm, yeah. I'm all about Rio getting getting title shots and everything. I my issue with Jade is the same issue I've had for the longest time is like I need like an actual story with her and not just, Hey, here's the challenger of the week that she's going to beat. But her and Riho would be a lot of fun. Riho, she's small. Jade can base really well for her and everything like that. That'd be a really fun match. I'd actually really love to see that match.
1: The best part of Jade matches is how she gets into Jaded now. And with Riho, that would be very interesting how she would do that. Just throw her up in the air, flip her into a power bomb, into the Jade. (laughs)
0: All right, uh, let's make some some bets here. We've gone back to Jimmy Moneybags to to get some more money for him. We got a hundred dollars back. Who are we betting on here? SB three. What are what are what are we thinking as a as our as our big bets here? There's some heavy favorites, and then I feel like we got some decent parlay plays if we, if we want to do that.
1: Okay, so if we're if we're doing the heavy favorites, I think we do a parlay of MJF, Wardlow, and Jamie Hader.
0: Okay, so Jamie Hader is at minus twelve fifty. Uh, hold on, Let me pull up, pull up here. Okay, minus twelve fifty. MJF was at minus what? five thousand. Jeez, I don't know if we're gonna get good odds on this, honestly. Minus five thousand, and Warlow was minus one thousand. I worse. I still feel like we might, might be at like losing odds on this. Yeah, this this no, that's not worth it because that's <laughs> that's still minus four seventy two. Like that's oh my god yeah we, we got had to bet a hundred dollars just to win twenty one dollars that ain't much <laughs> what are you doing now that
1: all right then let's put our money on Joe come on Joe can't what if, lose all his titles
0: if we throw Hangman in that parlay what okay. if we throw Hangman in that parlay Hangman's at do that. minus seven hundred see now nah, that's still that's still minus two sixty we're not at plus value yet mm. I don't like that all right. We're just going to bet straight up on Joe.
1: Yeah. I think we bet straight up on Joe. All right, Joe's at plus 500.
0: Okay. Do you want to do a straight up? How much how much are we betting on Joe?
1: Um, let's put how much how much would 20 get us?
0: $20 on a Samoa Joe bet would be 120 or 100. Be 100. Let's do it. Bet 20 bucks on Joe. Okay. So
1: Samoa, Samoa plus five hundred betting. Betting twenty dollars. Yep, Samoa. I every time and I hear Samoa Joe's voice, I hear Scott Steiner screaming it. <laughs> Samoa to win a hundred.
0: Our payout is one twenty. All right, good money there. Okay, here's here's a parlay. Here's a parlay for you. I'm I'm sold on Chris Jericho, but oh. let's boost it. Let's do a Jericho and MJF odds are really bad at minus five thousand. I like it boosts the Jericho odds a little bit, and that's the only reason. What about a Jericho and Guns parlay? Hmm,
1: I actually guns, like that.
0: Guns are at minus two fifty. Jericho is, is at plus two hundred. Actually, like that. Let's do it. Okay. So the odds on that are plus three twenty. So if we bet, do we want to throw in MJF? I, I mean, it'll boost it a little bit. Yeah, it it why
1: different. not? Doesn't that really helps boost us.
0: It. No, <laughs> it's boosted a little bit, but I mean, I'm pretty confident MJF is gonna. Let's just go Jericho and Guns. Jericho and Guns. Yeah. $20 wins us 64 That's good. All right. All right. So Jericho and Guns.
1: Chris Jericho. You got me really thinking that Tall Paul is going to interfere now. Guns.
0: So. I'm, I'm
1: hoping. I'm sold on Jericho. I really am. Like. You, you might have changed my prediction for, for when I do <laughs> my preview on, on True Hill Heat now. <laughs> like, um. <laughs>
0: And it just feels like Jericho is gonna win this thing, and you know it's gonna be interference. So it's like, oh, Ricky doesn't lose anything because Ricky still beat oh. him one on one, and it's he's fine. Get
1: so much heat on on social media.
0: <laughs> oh, Jericho, he does that shit though. He, he does. does that shit. Like
1: well, that's he should have never beat Dragon at uh, All Out last year. <laughs>
0: yeah, like he he's 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 good at doing that stuff. I gotta give him credit, honestly. He, all right, the payout's eighty-four. Oh, nice. So we still we still have sixty dollars left over. Do we throw it all? <laughs> we got the elite. What what are we thinking? Do we what what if we do like elite elite hangman? Or you wanna you wanna lean towards House of Black?
1: Let's go. Let's put the there's elite. Good, there's good let's, odds
0: with elite and House of Black.
1: Let's let's put let's put let's reunite the real elite and do an elite and hangman parlay.
0: Okay, so minus two ten for the elite.
1: There's good there's good odds with elite
0: and House of Black. I actually, I actually like betting on on House of Black. Like if I if we were doing like real money type type of thing, I I could see myself betting like twenty bucks on just House of Black straight up because. Yeah, you know, there's there's good value at plus one sixty. Parlay it with like hater, or even parlay it with hangman or the guns or something to boost it a little bit, but I, I like I like House of Black winning this. Okay. Uh all right, hangman at minus seven hundred and then the elite at minus what what do we get? Oh uh, we're still at negative odds on that. Damn it. Um What if we do House of Black and Hangman?
1: You're sold on how I feel like you're pretty sold on house of black wedding. I mean I I, I wouldn't mind it because it does help them. I just I just really wanted to put the elite and Hangman back together. I wanted sure. to reunite reunite the family. It's a sweet family they got over there. If okay. what what if we uh hmm, what if we okay, threw here's... in Ruby Soho? Would that who do you want to do? We threw in Ruby Soho. Ruby Does Soho with
0: the Elite. Oh, yeah. Ruby Soho is minus or plus 400. She's the underdog. Yeah. 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 That's that's a big swing right there. So we're going Elite and then Ruby. Yeah. All right. So minus 210 for the Elite, minus 700 for Hangman, and plus 400 for Ruby. So betting the 20 elite. wins 140.
1: The, the Elite. Ruby, 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 Ruby. Soho. See it. And coming kind of comes together. Just repeating Are words. It?
0: Let's, let's bet 10. 10 win 74, okay? Okay. Because this will leave us with 50, and I'll tell you what what, what we're going to do with our final $50. And you might already know what we're going to do with our final $50. So Ruby Soho, Elite, Hangman Page. All right. We're betting 10 to win 74.35. 24, 35 and then the payout is 84 35. okay all right here's what we're doing with our final 50 dollars sp3 if we lose it all we go back to jimmy money bags and we'll just get another hundred dollars from him he's probably gonna be wondering like why are you throwing away my hundred dollars and we're gonna be like don't worry one of these is gonna hit Jimmy. It's okay. one of these yeah you, the cold streaks you gotta ride out the cold streaks until you you get hot a little bit that's how that's how it goes Fifty dollars left, hundred all fifty on it, plus nine hundred American Dragon Brian Danielson.
1: Oh, I'm here for it. Let's go. I'm here for it. Let's go. (laughs) Let's
0: go. Let's go. Let's go. We're going. We're going. (laughs) All right, so fifty dollars on a plus nine hundred Brian Danielson. That is to win four fifty. Everybody, Brian Danielson betting. 50. Win. Can't type as usual. 450. and the payout is going to be 500. Don't let us down, Tony Khan. Don't be a coward, Tony Khan. Exactly. Make the right call. Put the belt on the best wrestler of all time.
1: He's the GOAT. Go. He's the GOAT, ladies and gentlemen
0: that's our that's our uh, betting list there sp3 we'll see we'll see if we win any money i did the, there's some i feel like we got some some decent bets there. would i bet real money on some of this stuff maybe not all of it but yeah probably like, not we're, <laughs> we're having fun we're having fun out here we're having fun all right hey we had
1: to we had to make some money here this uh you know I think I think that we both agree that probably Warlow beating Joe is the correct decision. But I don't really I'm a big Samoa Joe fan and I really don't want to see the king of television reign to end. And I'm more confident on his ROH challenger beating him for that TV title that he's had longer. He didn't have any, you know, breaks in between with the with the ROH TV title. He's had it since last April. Like, damn. So he's he's due to lose that one. Let him keep the TNT title. And you can have you can have Powerhouse Hobbs interfere and cost Wardlow.
0: You could do that. You could do that. But then Hobbs has got to face Joe and and it feels like Wardlow's gonna win and then he's gonna face Hobbs and then Hobbs should honestly win that. But yes. we will see where they end up going. What if they do a DQ? They show do a DQ, Joe wins, and then they do a triple threat match. Uh
1: a triple threat rematch because yeah, that's, run back the triple threat, threat match. Yeah,
0: just throwing it out there, everybody. Just throwing it out there so we can make
1: <sighs> some money, please. That's our big bet here. That's the one that's going to get us one. That is it,
0: yeah, that is a big bet right there.
1: We can lose or, all the other bets, and then if we make that one, we're good. Yeah, we, we, we we, we're we up long.
0: $20 or just have Brian Danielson win, and that'd be even better for everybody. This is also true, SP 3 let everybody know where they
1: can find you. At. Find me on the Twitter machine at True Hill SP3. I'll be going live in about uh 40 minutes with uh AE Ramble over on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. Myself and Jimmy Macaram breaking down last night's AEW dynamite as only we can. Uh Jimmy seems like he did not like last night's dynamite because he named this week's show. When is the pay-per-view edition of dynamite? So look forward to a lot of disclaimers on this show.
0: <laughs> that rules. Uh, everyone go follow SP three at true heel SP three. Uh, go, go check out the true heel heat uh, YouTube channel. They're doing great stuff over there. You can watch SP three on this channel every single week, not talking about wrestling uh, with myself on fmc usually talking about basketball do you want to i'll give you a chance lakers won last night like with i with, i told you
1: without lebron without anthony davis that's without fine. d'angelo russell that's fine lonnie walker lonnie walker out in these streets trying to get a bigger contract come on come, come on. on let's go let's go i told you, you.
0: Know? i told you on twitter yesterday when uh yeah. the person tagged us and like anthony davis out like, oh, this is good news for the Thunder. I was like, no, I don't want this at all. I want the Lakers to win because I bet them to make the playoffs, so I need them to win. And the Thunder, I have no disillusions about them making the playoffs. After the the four-game losing streak, after the all-star break, I was like, they're, they're out of it. They like, And then Shea's hurt, Shea's in COVID. This is exactly, this is the season they needed. They've had the season they needed. Now just boost your lottery odds by losing games. I was thrilled that they lost that game. Last night they played Jalen Williams. He's playing well. Josh Giddy rebounded after a bad game the night before. It was a great I'm glad they lost. I'm good on it. I that was great. Good job. Good job, Lakers. Good job. I was very happy that the Lakers actually won a game last night. I was I was scared. I was admittedly scared. Like, oh man, the Thunder might actually win. No. Nah, they they know the goal. They know the game plan. SV3. They they he's know like, the mission. Let's pack it up. Let's pack yeah. it up. Let's they let's, know the mission at this point.
1: They let's go. It um i'm just hoping that we could pull out the win hopefully anthony davis is back on Friday against the Timberwolves because that's a huge game. If we can get yeah. that win, I think that would put us in position. Either we're just going to be just out of that tenth spot in the play-in, or we'll have the play-in spot depending on what happens with the Portland Trail Blazers, who's between us and the Timberwolves. So it's it, it looking good, despite Anthony Davis, you know, being out injured with hurt feelings after getting dunked on in the Memphis game. We are still in shape, ladies and gentlemen. And I kind of said with that Memphis game, I was like, we're gonna hopefully we split the two games that we got with Memphis coming up because we play them again uh this coming week. So looking good. We're gonna make these bets on revolution. Lakers won, had a great perfect match finale. I just finished the mole tools, so man, it's all all good stuff, all good stuff all around. Also, uh, I wanna thank everyone who support True Hill Heat. On Twitch, since I brought that up, I think on FMC we just hit affiliate status on Twitch. So thank you for yep. the support over there as well,
0: guys. Go go support everything sv three does over at uh, True Hill Heat and Romeo. I guess Romeo's okay. Uh, <laughs> I like Romeo. His his Knicks are,
1: his Knicks are crushing it. Right they are. Yeah. They are.
0: But, but them, Knicks always.
1: fan Knicks fans always want to talk trash. Even when they, when they, when they play in well, and I'm just like, man, y'all just gonna take y'all L in April. Don't matter. Y'all still, y'all still just (laughs) y'all make the playoffs this year. Y'all going to lose in the playoffs in the first round. And then next year y'all probably be trash again. So. All
0: right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Keep it locked here on Fightful Over Books. We have content all week coming up uh, for AEW Revolution, including our watch along on Sunday. And we will talk to y'all after a while. Bye everybody.